0: Your job throughout your entire life is to disappoint as many people as it takes to avoid disappointing yourself. Welcome to Something More Human. I'm Sam.
1: And I'm Elliot. We're a married couple exploring human connection and its impact on ours, our guests, and our listeners' lives.
0: Join us in creating something more human. A very, very well-known thing that tony robbins says for those of you who may not know tony robbins he's like a super popular life coach business coach manifestation coach like personal development figure so something he says very often is the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions that you ask and sometimes that could be a bit of a hard pill to swallow because there are some Mm -hmm. questions that we don't want to ask ourselves because we just don't want to know and ignorance is definitely bliss in a lot of ways but i want to sort of guide this conversation from that framework and maybe it'll inspire us and our listeners to ask some of these important questions and reflect on some nuggets of wisdom and continue to have these sort of high quality questions leading to high quality life. The first thing that I learned day one, which I kind of already knew, is that in order to see growth in your business, you have to invest in personal growth. And I think that this is something we've talked about in the context of marriage And it is a very clear mirror and parallel in marriage that in order to build a better marriage, we as individuals have to be better people, right? You have to be doing personal development so that you're bringing a better version of yourself to the table. When you aren't doing that, it permeates and spills over to everyone else. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about this sort of commitment to becoming the best version of yourself. And I think that... It's easy to see that when you're wearing a wedding ring, you've signed paperwork, you're legally bonded to each other. But that's the that's like a, a lesson for everything, for business, for friendship, for marriage. And these parallels of life feel like they're becoming clearer and clearer the more you and I discuss them. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that?
1: Can you give me an example?
0: Like this, like in order to build a big thriving business you need to invest in being a big thriving person. Yeah. In order to have a strong and healthy relationship, you have to invest in becoming a strong and healthy person.
1: Yeah. I think the size of what we're trying to do with the podcast, I think has the ability to even more expose the weaknesses that you have, right? Because to, to you know to to make it successful, to make it what we want it to be requires a lot of work. Then I think about all that work that it requires. And then I think about who I am as a person at this moment, or when we first started the podcast, and then it just shows me, oh my God, like there's so much that I have to do. There's so many things that I have to shed and so many things I have to become in order for this to be successful. So I think that's, that's been a really good part about the podcast is like, if you can go all in on something, yeah, I think it. I think that's exactly what it's doing because it's highlighting Mm -hmm. My weaknesses and the things I need to be better in, and I think about that a lot. I think can, if I am who I am, if I if I continue to be who I am now, what we want to come to pass won't. Mm. And I don't think that's to say, like, I mean, maybe it is to say, uh, whatever, I'm a, a shitty person at this stage of my life. That's not really the point. I think the point is that there's growth has to happen for sure, right? Doesn't matter where I am now; it just means that I have to get better. I have to be better. So yeah, I mean, I. I, I Totally agree with what you're saying. I, I, I really am excited to hear about the, the Tony Robbins quote, though, and what you what you think about that, the quality of the questions, um, the quality of your life like, to qu- mm-hmm. determines the quality of your questions, vice versa. That's pretty interesting, because I feel like one of the things I talked to you about is, and we've talked about, you know, with past episodes of like making new friends and just making new connections, in my opinion, the one good way to do that, the one easy way to do that, especially for people who are maybe introverted and who, who get really nervous around other people is, you know, when in doubt, ask somebody a question about themselves. Mm. That allows them to sort of, you know, open up, Mm -hmm. even if it's in a small way. And I think a a conversation really flows from there. And so I think asking questions and listening to those questions and not just waiting for your turn to speak, which I'm prone to doing, is really important.
0: Yeah, I think this piece that you're talking about of shedding layers to allow the goals that you want to come to fruition is a huge reason why people quit in marriage and in business is like the ego is very attached to versions of yourself and mm-hmm. sometimes those versions of yourself don't serve you and the people around you. When things turn towards you, it's a, it can be a hard truth to face, right? Like I just from going to a business conference decided, okay, there are some things that I've not dealt with that I need to deal with and I am going back to individual therapy. Like I can't do it alone and I need to actually turn around and cut my ties with some of these things that are holding me back Mm -hmm. and that's entirely personal development work in theory from an outside perspective it has nothing to do with my business right Right. but But it has everything to to do with
1: it really exactly
0: in order to move forward i have to shed these layers that are weighing me down
1: yeah i I think of all things that I thought would happen as a result of you going to this conference. One of them was definitely not. Oh, I have to go back to therapy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is just crazy because you just those two things don't seem to go together. But in hindsight, it makes sense, For sure. right? Because you weren't just talking about business or how to be successful there. Most, I mean, it seems like you were mostly just having real life conversations with some really cool women that you're now um, in contact with pretty regularly.
0: Yeah, which and cool. I, I think. I'll like share the caveat that some of this stuff might go into woo territory for some people. I'm deep in woo territory. Like What is woo? Like it's too woo-woo for people like woo. manifestation or spirituality or the universe. What is woo though? You've yeah. never heard of like things being woo-woo?
1: No, what is what does that mean? What is it short for? Woo-woo?
0: Maybe like too crazy, like loco. Like oh, okay, woo. okay.
1: Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
0: So another thing that you and I have talked about is <laughs> this idea that not being your best version of yourself spills over to the people around you, right? Like energy is infectious for better or for worse so a nugget that i have written down is that if we do not address our fears we'll transfer them Mm. and that has a lot to do with sort of like limiting beliefs or stories that we tell ourselves things like i'm not enough i'm not worthy i'm invisible there's a whole slew of limiting beliefs like You could probably Google limiting cognitions or something like that. But if we don't address those things, then inevitably that energy is going to spill out onto other people. And so being able to recognize that Mm -hmm. is a muscle.
1: Yes, it is. And also being able to recognize it, but also being able to either obviously work on it, of course, but refrain Mm -hmm. from spilling to other people mm-hmm. you know because i'm definitely more of that person than you are um i'm the i'm the negative one of the in the relationship and still struggle with that a lot and and see it more now that you and i are together because you're a mirror you know mm-hmm. you're in relationship that 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 is what in my opinion the other person is a mirror yeah and so i can see it i can recognize it and i feel like i've i've that muscle has been progressing mm-hmm. you know but it's but that's only half the battle, that's like, you know, what we talked about, like having knowledge, but what do you do with that knowledge? Right. And so I'm realizing that that's definitely one thing that I really have to work on in order for the podcast to be successful is, I don't know if, the, I don't know if the negativity you were talking about fear. I don't know if, if those two coincide. I don't, I don't even know if I really have, like, I don't I don't even know if I have a fear. I just know that well, there's, we a could replace, ne- there's a lot of negativity. Yeah. We could replace resides.
0: fear with limiting belief. Sure. I think to take that a step further in combination with like therapy and the inspiration that I've taken away from this conference. Mm -hmm. There's another side of it, which is in addition to recognizing your own projections onto people, your fears, your limiting beliefs, whatever, being able to recognize when other people are doing that to you.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And something I came away from this conference figuring out about myself is that I'm actually much more empathetic than I've given myself permission to be. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And a lot of that is sort of taking on the projections of other people, right? So being able to recognize, oh, you're angry. You're putting that anger on me, but it's not my anger to hold. So I'll just, you know, I reject that. Sure, (laughs) I'm not going to accept that and become angry myself or whatever the emotion is. That's something that has kind of blown my mind. Like the discomfort of other people is not necessarily your responsibility to hold on to. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say like, be a cold-hearted asshole and don't consider other people, but that as you go about the world, staying most true to yourself and keeping that as the highest priority as you interact with all of the people around you is paramount.
1: Right. I do think there are lines that have to be drawn, though. For us, it's more difficult, and I think the damage is more obvious and maybe more intense because you can't really you can draw a line and say, hey, like, you know, this, you know, this can't go on, this behavior can't go on. Um, because of what you're talking about, like this, a negative emotion isn't yours to hold, mm-hmm. right. And so I, I feel like it's not yours to hold. But it's also, I think, our job to draw a line in mm-hmm. the sand in those particular relationships, no matter how difficult that conversation may be, you know, and I think that's where I'm really trying to get at with like, I'm, I just think about like specific people in my head just keep popping up and it's like how do we have how do we teach ourselves and and those around us and encourage those around us to be vulnerable to the point where like we can have that kind of conversation with somebody like Mm -hmm. you know we i've noticed this negative pattern that you have and you know what you know what are ways that we can work on it you know what are ways that we can Mm -hmm. that we can mitigate it or that we can address it and and change
0: yeah i think for our relationship
1: of, of course for them too but
0: yeah It's easiest for me to go to our relationship Mm -hmm. to sort of use as an example. Mm -hmm. I think that something we've, I mean, we've talked before about leading by example and that that's a really effective sort of way to initiate change. And I think Mm -hmm. that by recognizing these patterns, right? Other people's projections, yours onto others, accepting it, even though it's not yours to hold is a pattern, Right, So if we are interacting and one of us is in a bad mood and the other person accepts that projection and meets the other person down where they are in that angry, grumpy tone, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: that's our pattern, right? So to break it is to draw this boundary, which is I see that you're a bit grumpy. I'm going to step away Mm -hmm. and change what the pattern is to give the other person a, the space to like feel the feelings that they're feeling. It's not to say that other people's feelings are invalid, Mm -hmm. but that instead of doing what you normally do, which for me is like sink down to that grumpy level. And now we're just like having a grumpy interaction, remove yourself. Like don't accept that that's a feeling that you have to feel because it's not. Mm. And then that sort of leaves space for the other person to recognize, Oh, maybe I did do something wrong or i did do something that wasn't fully appropriate or i was bringing energy into this conversation that isn't directed at this person at all boundaries boundaries are big like how do you set boundaries Mm -hmm. how do you hold boundaries with yourself and with others i think that's a way and that shits a muscle like (laughs) it is because it's so easy in the moment you know some of these things are split second decisions and and reactions
1: i think the easiest person to practice the easiest person in terms of proximity to practice on is yourself. Mm. But it's the har- it's the hardest person to give yourself boundaries, mm. you know, certain ways that you behave, not allowing yourself to react in certain situations. That's like probably the most difficult to do, right? But I think it's the most important if you can set yourself boundaries and abide by those. I feel like it's easier to do, mm-hmm. you know, to those around you.
0: For sure. And like developing the habits, right? We talked about after we went to Paris, like the habit of breath, like mm-hmm. having that skill It's something we cognitively know, but we lose in the heat of the moment. How do you practice taking a beat before you respond or taking a breath when you feel that sensation of anger or anxiety or whatever?
1: What do you think the number one way is to to practice or to to build that muscle of breathing?
0: Do it more often?
1: Yeah, but exactly how? Be present. Oh, they're going to say meditate. That's the only time Mm -hmm. when, when we meditate, which is still not as consistent as I'd like it to be. And that's neither your fault nor mine or both of ours, maybe. That's like the time where I'm most focused on breathing, mm-hmm. right? Throughout the day, sometimes I realize that I'm not actually like breathing very much at all.
0: Yeah, very you shallow. Know?
1: It's, it's true. It's so funny looking back, like thinking like, oh, that's just mine. Like, oh, that's just stupid. Like that, whatever. Like 15, 20 minutes of meditating a day is not going to do anything. And it's like, that couldn't be further from the truth. Right. You know, it really matters. And I can really tell the day that I do meditate or the day that, days that we meditate with morning and at night, I feel like I just feel better. My breathing patterns are better. And I feel like it's a bigger deal than people realize, like being able to, you know, take intentional, deep, calm, steady breaths.
0: Well, and this just goes back to the first thing that we started talking about, which is investment in yourself, right? If you are saying, I'm going to work out every day or I'm going to meditate for 10 minutes a day. And then you're like, "Mm, 10 minutes a day, like it's not going to make a difference. I'm not going to do it. You're letting yourself down. So what kind of standard are you setting for the way that you go about the world? Yeah. And something that was shared at the conference is a quote from Glennon Doyle that when I read it and when I heard the speaker say it, I was like, wow, that shit cuts deep. Mm. It's okay. So Glennon Doyle says, every time you're given a choice between disappointing someone else and disappointing yourself, your duty is to disappoint that someone else. Your job throughout your entire life is to disappoint as many people as it takes to avoid disappointing yourself. And I was like, damn. A part of that is Mm. I think about, okay, how am I going about my business? What's the fear that's holding me back? Of course, I don't want to disappoint people, right? Like, I don't want to put something out there that people are like, I've paid for this. This sucks. Mm -hmm. So instead of doing that, I have instead been disappointing myself by not going all in and not serving in the way that I could. Mm. And this is a totally different mindset and a a paradigm shift for me, Yeah, thinking about people pleasing or thinking about holding on to people's emotions that aren't meant for me. All of those things put myself lower on the priority list when in reality I should always be my own highest priority.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of how how they're not, like they can't exist without each other, right? Like I'm trying to think of an instance in like my business or just in life or with the podcast, like if I choose to disappoint someone else, I feel like I'm inevitably going to disappoint myself because I disappointed somebody else.
0: Well, I don't think it's so much like I'm deciding that I'm going to disappoint you, but it is if you're torn between disappointing yourself or someone else.
1: Can you give me an example? Like that maybe give an example that the audience can relate to that's not like about maybe about your business or mine or that even the podcast, but maybe something a little bit more universal.
0: Sure. Like you go to Thanksgiving dinner and one of your family members who you don't like very much asks you a question and instead of filtering yourself and molding yourself into a version that's not wholly you to respond, you just respond as you are full self because your options are disappoint them or disappoint yourself Mm -hmm. instead of filtering yourself and disappointing yourself, not showing up authentically Mm -hmm. to appease this person that you don't even like. Just share your authentic self, which is actually some advice that you recently gave me.
1: Elaborate. What did I say exactly?
0: That I should just like, who fucking cares what other people think about me? In like,
1: relation to what though? Something family. Yeah. About. Oh, like, sure.
0: Just be who I am. There's yeah. no need to filter and to edit and to delete because why do that? It's more effort to do those things than to just show up authentically. And if that disappoints the other person, that is not my responsibility.
1: It's true. But I feel like even that's a muscle because I'm, I think it's a really great example. I feel like that has happened to me many times, actually. Like I, I'm thinking about something specific. We went to a, a party when we first moved to Denver. I think I was a little bit drunk and maybe even a little bit high. <laughs> but I just remember like when, when those things happen, I get m- even more aware of myself. And I'm like, wow, i really am a little bit crazy. Like I'm pretty chaotic and moving at a million miles an hour and I could tell that this person isn't really vibing with me and so like <laughs> I think I need to tone it down a little bit and I think maybe sometimes sure like you actually maybe should tone it down even even if that means a little being a little bit less yourself maybe you are being a little bit too much in the moment but or maybe not anyway I felt like I was going to disappoint them and myself either way because I I'm not trying to challenge your this you're saying like it's it such was a beautiful lose, thing lose. it felt like lose-lose because I was like okay I'm the kind of person that I feel like I need everyone to like me, unfortunately. Sure. I need everyone to accept me, and that's not that's not going to happen. It already hasn't happened. There's plenty of people that don't like me, and that's fine. But, like, I always feel like I need people to like me. Mm-hmm. And I could tell that she just wasn't really vibing with me. And I was like, oh, my energy is just too much. I'm like, and that's okay. Like, that's fine, bro. Like, mm-hmm. not everybody can like you. So then I have to sort of mute myself a little bit, which disappoints myself, but I feel like I've already disappointed her because of who I am. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. I think it's just part of the process. Like not yeah. every situation like that will be lose-lose because yeah. inevitably by building the muscle, you will not disappoint yourself at the start. You'll just disappoint this other person. And yeah, I think this can be interpreted in some more literal ways, but this to me is is important to stay true to yourself. And you are a unique combination of personality and intelligence and quirk and language and culture and whatever Mm -hmm. and if you're showing up as a dull version of yourself like you're not only doing yourself a disservice but you're doing whatever purpose you have a disservice as well
1: yeah i agree
0: so i was like damn that cuts deep yeah (laughs) noted yeah for sure another nugget is that the challenges which come to you are shaping you into the exact person that you need to become And this goes back to this personal development thread that you have to shed these layers to be the person that your business needs, to be the person that your marriage needs, to Mm -hmm. be the person that your spouse or your children need. The speaker gave this really beautiful story that just applies to all things. It applies to business. It applies to heartbreak. It applies to friendship. It applies to like just life is crazy. And sometimes (laughs) you're on the downslope of the ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. And this story is that she went to Costa Rica. It's one of her favorite places to go. And she went one year and watched all of the sea turtles come onto shore and lay their eggs and watch them go back. Then the next season, her and her husband returned and went to the same beach to see the, the eggs hatch. And it's this massive sort of migration of these baby turtles across the sandy beach into the ocean. But in addition to that, the beach is also full of locals sort of shooing away the tourists who have good intention and just want to help. The problem is that these sea turtles are struggling on the sand and they have to. And the locals are shooing away the tourists from intervening in that journey because if you rob them of the journey across the sand, they will just die in the ocean. They have to go in circles and take time across the sand to build the strength so that they can swim Mm -hmm. and it's hard to watch because Mm -hmm. there are turtles that are like going in circles that are never going to make it to the ocean but if you rob them of the journey they'll never make it anyway
1: yeah that's profound
0: yeah so i'm like okay i'm a baby turtle on the (laughs) sand like gotta struggle to get to the thing and Mm -hmm. build the strength and there is no shortcut and like sometimes taking a shortcut is gonna bite you in the ass Mm
1: mm-hmm Definitely.
0: I think there are some things in life that are too good to be true. And like look into those if you're getting that feeling that this is too good to be true. There are some things that are like, you know, magical alignment. And there are some things that are scams, right? That are like get quick, get quick, geez, get rich quick schemes that are too good to be true, that are robbing you of this journey of building the skills yourself and being self sufficient and getting the tools and the lessons and the strength to be the person that your goals require. Mm hmm that's pretty cool. Like I started at the conference out of nowhere. I don't know where this came from. Just started saying there are no rules. Like someone came in and sat next to me at the morning yoga class. And she was like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't bring my yoga mat. And I was like, I wasn't going to fly here with a yoga mat. I just brought the towel from my hotel room. And she's like, I didn't even bring that. And I was like, it's okay. Just sit right here. There are no rules. Like There's no rules. We all flew. Like some people have yoga mats. Some people have nothing. Some people have towels. Like some people have towels from the pool. Like there are no rules. And that's kind of the case for life. Like Mm -hmm. there are no rules. You can live your life literally however you want. And there's no wrong way to live your own life. Like there are doors that will open in front of you. And by stepping through one, you haven't made a wrong decision. Maybe you've picked a windier path or a longer path or one that has a few more lessons than the one to the left. Mm-hmm. But there's not a wrong way because all of these journeys are shaping you into exactly the right person.
1: Yeah, I love I love that. I I, I feel like I've written that down so many times like I, I I've written down there are no rules, there is no way because it, I think about that a lot and I've told and I've shared that with you like I I feel like that's not true actually sometimes like my brain tells me that there is a, a way to go. Yeah. right? And I'm like okay, well we have to make sure that this next step we take is the right one. And it's like, there is no, you know, there is no one path that you're meant to take. Eventually, you know, the path you take will be the path that you took. But that's like really freeing when you can remind yourself of that. Like just, just this in general, like we've got two iPhones set up right now and, and a Sony. I've agonized over the iPhones Mm -hmm. and the, whatever the lack of quality, it's like, Oh, we, we really want a, you know, I really want a studio and three cinema cameras, and it's like, well, you know, right now, like, there are, we're doing what we're doing with what the tools that we have.
0: Yeah, we're doing the and, best we can. And
1: this isn't this isn't the wrong way. This is the right. way to go. And this right? isn't the
0: final version. No, like exactly. we're not locked into this setup for the rest of our podcast history.
1: Right. Exactly. You know? So that's a really good reminder that it's true. It, it, it's so much. It's so often in life feels like there is a particular way, but I feel mm-hmm. like we get we get that from. From social me- media, yeah. Yeah, well, not even so. Yeah, just everything media, social media, just just the way that mm-hmm. life has been fabricated or constructed, constructed, and the narrative that has been constructed, the society that has been constructed, feels like there's absolutely a way to go, and it's just it couldn't be further from the truth. I think know? that's
0: what's so frustrating about life is like we're all in search of the secret sauce, like mm-hmm. what is the Krabby Patty secret recipe so that I can just put it on my burger and like it's a Krabby Patty and it's amazing and I'll have all this business, like that doesn't exist.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like what's the secret to 45 years of marriage? Like there's no secret. We just made it work. What's the secret to a multi multi million dollar business? There is no secret. I just did it. Or or when you hear people's stories, you're like that was such a once in a lifetime cascade of events that was so unique to you. That story is not helpful to me. Mm. But like that can happen for everybody, you That's know. True. Like falling in love, like finding an investor like a lot of the stories that I heard at this conference were very much like I met you know I just so happened to sit down next to this person we started chatting like it changed the course of my business forever and like that's kind of how life works there's no secret sauce to which seat to pick at a conference or which seat to pick on an airplane and who to strike up conversation with so that you know you'll live happily ever after it doesn't work that way like it works if you work it
1: right exactly what you do to do is take the step which is so often obviously been my problem right it's like i want things to be perfect right away so you're like okay well you want to be perfect so you don't ever end up doing it
0: i think that's another example of disappointing yourself over other people for sure put the thing out there yeah. and disappoint other people as opposed to being so afraid of disappointing other people that you disappoint yourself and never take action.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think that, geez, how do I say this? The damage that has been done from disappointing myself or from being so critical of myself is that I project that onto other people. And so I think in this particular situation about the podcast setup, I'm like, I am going to disappoint other people based on the way that this looks because I know it's not the way that I want it to look and I know that if I saw a podcast like this I would probably judge it and Mm -hmm. that's and that comes from being so critical of myself for Mm -hmm. so long
0: for sure you know even when it comes to things like self-image right like the way that you see yourself is the way that you assume everyone else sees you and that's that's just not true you have no idea how other people see you
1: but also it doesn't matter exactly it's something that you can't control and I'm sure there's been many times the way that I've seen myself the things that I don't like someone else has noticed but it doesn't matter it just doesn't matter you know so going back to there are no rules, there is no way. Um, I think that's definitely a motto to live by. And if we were going to have merch, I feel like that's something that it should say. I like that. Because you've, people have heard it before, but it's just it. people need reminding. We need reminders, you know?
0: Well, I mean, I think it's easy to fall into the paradigm that there are rules and there is a right way to do it. Because of social media. Like it's a highlight reel and you're like, well, they did it. If yeah. they can do it, I can do it. What's the process that they went through? But you're different. Mm-hmm. So even if you went through the exact same process and met Results the exact same people, yeah, you might not get the same result because that's just life.
1: Speaking of the Krabby Patty, have you ever thought about <laughs> what it tastes like? Have you ever been have you ever been disappointed that like one of your favorite shows or something has something that you want that you'll never be able to get? Like <laughs> don't you don't you wish you could just like take a bite? And then I'm like, okay, would it taste like, Actually, would it be charbroiled? Would it taste like
0: Burger mm. King? Would it taste
1: like In-N-Out? What, what burger would it be most like? Do you ever think about the Krabby Patty? Like I what actually, it might taste like?
0: so for those of you that don't know, I love SpongeBob so much. I love to reference SpongeBob. Actually, as a kid, I was like, mom, like, could we go get Krabby Patties? Like, could we go out and get Krabby Patties? And my mom was like... <laughs> Oh, you wouldn't like them, and I was like, really? And she's like, she's like, yeah, I've had one. You wouldn't like them, and I was like, oh, okay. What?
1: <laughs> she actually said that she's had one, but she's like, nah, you're good.
0: And I, I just like trusted my mom, knowing what I like in food, and I was like, oh well, if she says I won't like it, then I won't like it. So I guess I'll never have a Krabby Patty because I won't like it. And that was that. I just put it to bed. How funny is that? It's pretty funny. Okay, going back to putting yourself out there, disappointing other people, and like taking imperfect action. Something that also came up at this conference was successful people fail faster than you. They do because they're doing more. Mm -hmm. And if I told you, like, let's continue using the podcast as an example. If I told you that episode 20 was the one that we finally had a studio and a cinema setup and a um, producer. And that's the episode that shot us into the stratosphere how fast would you fail through the first 19? And that is a very interesting way to think about it because then you're not thinking about, well, episode whatever failed and therefore every other episode after that will fail because that's not the case. Mm -hmm. Whatever fail means to you, take in the data, analyze it, adjust, and do the next episode or do the next thing. The same goes for relationships, right? Like you go out to... A coffee shop, you're trying to strike up conversation. The thing that you said maybe came out a little wrong. Happens often. If you never said anything, you wouldn't be able to practice and perfect it. The same goes for like an elevator pitch or... This is true. You know, questions about yourself. Tell me about yourself. Or why'd you guys move to Denver or whatever. The more you practice it and the more you screw it up, the better it'll become. And you can't go through that process without ever speaking a word.
1: That's so true. I have a journal that I've written in for... I don't even know now. I think at least since 2018. I remember in 2018, if you remember what we were doing for New Year's... We were getting married. New Year's Eve. What were we doing New Year's Eve 2018?
0: 2018?
1: We were in Mariah and Jason's apartment in New York City. Oh, okay. Yeah, about to go on our honeymoon. We were going to go out for a night in the town on New Year's Eve, and we decided to actually not do that on New Year's Eve in New York City. I can't believe we ended up doing that. Because it would have been crazy. Yeah, it was raining too, but I remember writing down that I needed to, like 2019 was going to be about failing more. And every single year since then, one of the things that I reflect on and am disappointed in myself is that I haven't failed enough. Mm. And so it's, it's more words of wisdom, dude. I, I, I really like that. And something that we need to be reminded of more often, not, not us, but us as humans, you know? It's so true. Like just fail more often. If you, you know, you don't, you don't succeed without failing and I haven't mm-hmm. failed enough. I haven't failed nearly enough. And I think we don't fail enough. And I think that's what most people are f- afraid of, right? Is failure because you don't want to feel disappointed in yourself. You don't want to be embarrassed. Right. You don't want to be outcast. You don't want to be, want to want to be shunned. People. Yeah.
0: You don't want other people to see you failing.
1: But you, but failing is a rite of passage. Right. You know, like failing is required, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, I, I, that's a, that's a great, a great point about the 20th episode. Um, we have, we need to, we need to fail more often. And I think
0: like, I'll just toot my own horn for a second and say that that is exactly why I held your feet to the fire when it came to the video portion of this podcast is like the first, however many episodes are going to suck because they're filmed on iPhones and they're one camera setup, but we'll learn and Mm -hmm. we won't learn the things from that setup Right. If we wait until we have a studio and three cinema cameras and invest $10,000. like
1: Yeah. And it's also the journey to see that in retrospect, right? To like mm-hmm. in 2026 to log on to our YouTube page and see the progression. Yeah. Is a beautiful thing, you know? And then we're and
0: taking people on the journey with us. Totally. And it's the system of being the person that your business needs or being the person that your marriage needs. Like you have to work the muscle because if we just waited, right? Let's say we took the, the ideal route. We waited to do video. We saved up a bunch of money. We did a studio rental and we had a producer and we had three cameras and we had like all this crazy stuff. And that episode one shot us into virality we would have no idea what to do next because we haven't figured out what our social media strategy is. We haven't figured out what our messaging is. We haven't Mm. fully nailed down our elevator pitch and our mission and Mm -hmm. the programmatic calendar for the year. Like the systems aren't in place yet because we haven't had enough time to fail and figure it out. Right. And I think that's also a trap of social media and like viral content is it's cool to go viral and I guess that's what we're all hoping to do, right? Whether it's business or popularity or influencing mm-hmm. or whatever. But if there's not infrastructure in place for you to handle the volume.
1: Right, right, right.
0: Th- like, so what? Right. You know, then what? Well,
1: that's what I told you is, you know, that we, we pitch to a, like a, you know, a big brand and then we, whatever, we get the thing or, or, or we get, you know, questions back. Like what, what are the, what are the things that already in place make it attractive or lucrative for them to want to. You know invest or be a part of something more human do you know what i mean
0: yeah well i'm seeing it as low stakes at the moment because if we were in a place where we had millions and millions of followers the stakes would be a lot higher because our promises would be a lot higher yeah but in beginning stages we're sort of saying we want to enter into a collaboration where we're mutually learning and benefiting from one another right and that is what we're bringing to the table in a unique way and if brands come back to us and say, no, we don't want to work with you, that opens the door for us to have conversation about what kinds of things are you looking for? What kinds of relationships have been successful in the past? And it th- I think it just only becomes increasingly difficult <laughs> to have those conversations the longer we wait. Oh my gosh, you're a ham, Venus. For those of you listening and not watching, <laughs> Venus is just... Can I say
1: anything? Oh, oh yeah. yes. I figured you would say that. Yeah. Um, not to, I I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about the podcast or, or, or going viral or any of that. But I think, yeah, you said that everyone wants to, or most people do. And I think that inherently what I keep realizing is that people want to feel a part of something. People want to, people want community mostly, you know? And so I don't, I don't think that there's anything wrong. Of course, like, do I think, do I wish a a video or a post would go viral? I'm like, is that the wrong thing to want? I think maybe at the end of the day, yes, because what you're saying is true. But a lot of it's just like, I want people to care and I I want, you know, I want this message or whatever it is that we're trying to say to be impactful, you know? Um,
0: And I think it's also easy to lose sight of the, the paradigm quality over quantity in an age of social media where like quantity matters, mm -hmm. but in order to feel like you're a part of something, you can feel lonely in a room of a thousand people Mm -hmm, and you can feel seen in a room of three. Definitely. And so, how are we cultivating relationship and community, both in person as individuals, as Sam and Elliot, as something more human mm-hmm. that doesn't compromise the depth and intentionality for quantity? Right. You know?
1: Not to switch gears, but to switch gears, I want I want to I want you to talk about the uh the feminine awakening that you had. I don't know if that was on your list. Okay, well, I, have more, about, I have one more I have one more thing and then I can come back. I want I want the ladies to hear about that because that was my favorite part of your experience. That was that was my that was what I got the most joy okay. from. So I like I'd like you to certainly Chat not skip that. over that before we end this podcast episode.
0: Okay, so I, I will believe she's right I'll come here, back to that I know If you're not watching, like, come back to the video and just watch how cute Venus is being. It's like my heart is bursting into a million pieces.
1: (laughs) How is she even comfortable?
0: I was just going to say that. How are you comfortable? She does this a lot, though, actually, when I'm working at the desk. She'll do this. She's
1: fitting like a puzzle.
0: She's like doing a backbend. Right. Anyway, moving to a new city and starting something more human, we have collectively, Elliot and I, have done a lot of thinking about community a concept that I had never thought of that was brought up at this conference was the practice of manifesting for other people. We know there's so much power in a community, right? And it's easy to connect the dot that humans were really designed and wired to be in community and in relationship with those around us.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is one thing that I think religion does really well is this idea of like praying for other people or for your community. And I just like, never thought about manifesting for other people. This is something that I've been doing for myself for years, like thinking really hard about what exactly I want and where I'm going and how we're going to get there. But what about the people that I really love? Like what are their goals and aspirations? Mm -hmm. And I think without hearing this, you've recently reached out and said to a friend of ours, like what, what is your goal? Like without hindrance, like what, what's your dream? And I Mm -hmm. think that asking Asking our friends questions like that and forcing each other to say it out loud
1: exactly. holds
0: a lot of weight.
1: Exactly. I totally agree with that. and That's, that's why I asked. You know, I, I'm not even sure why I asked the last couple of days, but I asked two people the last couple of days. And one person said that they wanted to be an athlete. If they could do yeah. anything, it would be to be an athlete. The other said that she would travel the world and make things with her hand and record all of it. I love it. And we just get caught up living life. Mm -hmm. You just, you know, it's Mm -hmm. a dream. And in in most ways, it's a pipe dream for that's at least how we think about it. But I think that the podcast felt like a pipe dream two years ago. For sure. And now we're here, you know, on on the way. Um, Yeah,
0: someone actually asked me about our equipment. So I went into our... Amazon history. Mm-hmm. We actually bought this equipment in twenty twenty one.
1: Sat on it for a while, but it just wasn't. We've said that before. It was, it wasn't time yet, right? You know? And
0: yeah, same thing, right? Like, there's no wrong way. Like, we knew this was something we wanted to do. We weren't sure how to step through the door, or step through a couple doors that took us on a windier path. Yeah, I think that it. We are starting it exactly at the moment that we need to. For sure. Yeah, so that's something I'm thinking about. Like as we think about community, yeah, and relationship and life satisfaction like that's something that's coming up a lot for us like what is the thing that's going to make me satisfied with my life that's going to bring me happiness what's the answer i think that for us it's community what is it for you it's it's relationships that are nourishing Mm -hmm. and that word is one i think i've been searching for like I I spoke in very, very early episodes, like the puzzle pieces of my heart will come together and it's like falling in love and like the sparks will fly. And what I'm talking about is nourishment, like being seen and seeing other people and filling each other up in this way that is impossible without people and connection and community. I feel like we're getting tastes of what kind of impact we're capable of. And that for me is where... Fulfillment comes from like inspiring other people and having other people reach out and say look I was having a bad day I turned on the podcast and it really helped or it really inspired me or Mm -hmm. This is my new favorite morning routine like that means so much to me and that's really what I care about is how are we impacting and inspiring People near and far. Yeah, and so I wonder for you. What is that thing?
1: well, I think the other thing that it is is like how important it is in life to possess the ability to live in the moment because I can't obviously have a really difficult time doing that. And I feel like if you can live in the moment and you can appreciate feeling like you just said, like someone reaching out to us and said how, you know, how, how much they enjoy the episode or whatever it is, like feeling grateful and feeling like, wow, this is why we're doing it. Like in the moment, even if that, even if that feeling lasts for 10 seconds, you felt it Mm -hmm. and you can appreciate it. And you can also understand the fact that it will be gone like that every, like all of life is ephemeral, right? Yeah. Every moment is fleeting and that's the nature of it. And it always will be that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's my problem is that I just almost wish I could hold on to everything at one time and never yeah. forget and never yeah. let go. And it, that just isn't possible, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a misconception that happiness is a destination and right. it's not. It's a moving right. target. It's here and it's gone and it's there and it's over here. Yeah. And you're making your way to it and through it. Mm-hmm. And it's not a place. Right. Okay. The last piece I want to touch on, which I will use to segue into what you want me to talk about is i've noticed that this thing has been coming up for me which is we're meeting a lot of people and i know that you're not amazing with names therefore i think it highlights for me how good i am at names but i thought that that was just sort of like you always say oh i'm terrible at names so like it's a you thing it's not a me thing that i'm just very good at remembering people's names Mm -hmm. and remembering people's faces you know this was a conference of like a thousand attendees which I've never been to a conference, so maybe I will go to others and be like, oh yeah, that's part for the course. But it was just really bananas. There are just so many people. You can't talk to them all. I spoke to way less people than I thought that I would because it's just sort of a blob. But everyone that I spoke to, if I saw them again in the crowd or like passing by them or on the way to the bathroom, I remembered them. And so I walked away from this. Well, I I had an interaction, which kind of hurt my feelings. (laughs) There was a happy hour. I stand next to this woman. We're in a group. We're chatting for lo- so long that I missed the opportunity to use my free drink coupon. The, the bar has closed. I've missed my opportunity because I was chatting. The next day, I'm going to the bathroom. I see her coming, and I I just gesture so she can go in front of me. And she's like, "Oh, thanks." And then I said, "How was the rest of your cocktail party?" And she looked at me and she said, "Did I talk to you last night?" <laughs> this is the person that I had been standing next to for like. 45 minutes or Mm -hmm. more in conversation with in a a group at a tall boy table. Um, And I was really offended by that. And I was like, okay, why am I not memorable? Like why? I, I really went into that like limiting belief. Like what is it about me that's wrong? And I realized that it's actually a gift that I have that I can recognize people's names and faces with such effortlessness And I've been holding people to that standard and sort of reframing that for me that it's not, I'm not taking it personally. It's not that she didn't remember me because I am not memorable. It's that she didn't remember me because of whatever her brain, however her brain works, right? you know? right? And so that sort of started a cascade of realization. I I already shared one of them was like, okay, I really need to go back to therapy. I have some baggage that I need to cut ties with and Mm -hmm. I can't do that without addressing it and I can't do that alone. Another was that I am actually much more empathetic than I've let myself become, and that my sort of way of going about the world is very compartmentalized and intellectual and logical as a way to protect that empathetic side of myself. So how do I invest in this empathetic, feminine, soft, caring, vulnerable side of myself? and i also realized actually today while we were meditating that i've been meditating and manifesting on this tribe of badass women that really see me and understand me and that is something that i walked away from this conference with which ha- has been absolutely invaluable at the time of we at the time of recording this we just in the group said It hasn't even been a month since we've met each other. What do
1: you mean? Be be more specific about the group.
0: Um, So we're in a Marco Polo group, which if you don't know, it's sort of like FaceTime, but it's not live. Me and 10 other women from all over. One's in Australia. There are some in California, LA, Orange County. And you met
1: them all at the event? And I
0: met met 80% of them at the event. Some of them I actually have never met in person at all. Gotcha. Yeah, it's just this is the piece of like nourishment that I'm talking about. We all understand each other, but we're all in completely different phases of life. Mm-hmm. I might be the youngest. Some of them have young kids, like five. Some of them have kids that are 25 and they're empty nesters. Some of them have had a business for five, 10 years. Some of them are just getting started. So we're all kind of in different life phases. But the, the way that we show up for one another is it just is like blowing my mind. So at the time that we we're recording this podcast episode, we just said in the group, it's it hasn't even been a month since we met. Like it hasn't even been a month since this conference and what kind of crazy time warp it's been because it feels this group is just so amazing. Another person was like, not only has it not even been a month, but it's been like half a month. Like it has been basically no time. And something that uh, one of the speakers said, she's talking about pitching a business she ultimately secured i think like two million dollars at the time she was pitching and she just kept getting rejected no one wanted mm-hmm. to invest and she said look i'm down to disappoint myself i i will give up on myself i need a community of people that are going to peel me up off the floor when i'm feeling down next mm-hmm. and called her friend group and said look ladies i'm going into an investor meeting i've gotten so many rejections i can't handle one more either I'm going to come back tomorrow and you all need to peel me up off the floor or we'll have something to celebrate. See you tomorrow. And she went to this investor meeting and it went terrible. And she had to go back to this group of friends and it was this community that she had cultivated, which really lifted her up. So I say all this to say that this thing that I'm looking to do with myself, which is cultivate this feminine, soft, vulnerable, intuitive side that i've sort of stifled for so long like these women really represent that smart and intelligent and intuitive and creative and like spiritual and woo woo but corporate and administrative and tactful and strategic and just absolutely amazing i'm kind of rambling like what <laughs> what else did you want me to talk about
1: no i love that i just i it was well i'm the i'm the, the 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 one that wants to get really deep but i don't know if we have time for that the philosophical part because you said i've been like this for so long and my Initial question is well why like I want the audience to know like why have you been why have you been the way because that's that's how that's even always how I how I um saw you right like very like I don't know feminine was is a word to describe you when I first met you it was more like confident Mm -hmm. which I mean you can't of course you can be feminine and confident maybe I'm ratting myself out and looking super misogynistic but I mean when I think of feminine the feminine that you're talking about is is inherently in in women and is a good thing. Like the softness Mm -hmm. and the ability to empathize with other women and to have these soft and meaningful conversations Mm -hmm. and to present yourself as such. Mm -hmm. And you are always the opposite. Mm -hmm. You're always like a Mm go-getter and uh, just really tough. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I'm wondering why. Yeah. Well, a
0: couple of things. So when I first came away from this conference and I was like, okay, the word that's coming out for me is nourished, nourishment, nourished by these women.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What is it about that interaction that is nourishing and that is like puzzle pieces of my heart coming together, angels from the sky singing, like meant to be? Mm-hmm. What What's different about that? And I've met other women since we've been here in Denver. Like, what is it about this particular group of women that is drawing me in and speaking to me so deeply? And I think something that came up for me was I have met and connected with women who are like myself in this sort of woman in a man's world, corporate, like tough and intelligent and takes no shit and logical and straightforward and not soft and not emotional. And yeah, the way that you sort of have to mold yourself when you are in a male-dominated field. I think that I haven't been drawn to deepening my relationships with those women who share those characteristics with me because I'm looking to shift the narrative for myself on these characteristics. Like I can hold all of those characteristics and I'm looking to nurture this other side of me, which has been atrophied. So that's a piece that sort of helped me realize that the thing that I'm looking for is this more feminine side of myself and my relationships and yeah, just sort of my inner workings. Mm -hmm. Another piece is okay. So yeah, I'm like, I need to go back to therapy and figure out why, like what is it? And there are, I've learned there are two types of maladaptions. One of them is, excitatory and one of them is inhibitory so the person that has this excitatory response is usually like the a student the go-getter the high achiever the golden child and the type of person that has the inhibitory response is usually the kind of person that you know when stress or adversity arises they just like shut down and so i'm like oh well that makes sense and so it's sort of i think it's it's a way that you figure out like how to deal with life as a child. I was that like a student, high achieving, talented, like fit very nicely inside of this box. So the things which were praised for me were the achievement, mm-hmm. right? This sort of logical, strategic, I've always loved science, like woman in a man's mm-hmm. male dominated field.
1: Yeah. Feminine aspects of you were never really celebrated or right. encouraged like, or even acknowledged.
0: Exactly. Like
1: yeah.
0: why, you know, if you're, if you have limited time and you're a kid, you're not like, oh, well, I want to nurture all parts of myself. You're like, oh, well, this is the thing which is getting me attention, notoriety, success. I'll just keep nurturing that, right, that right, thing. Right. So now that I'm an adult and I'm like, well, fuck the box. Like I want to do other things. I'm like, okay, well, there's this whole side of me that I don't even know and that I should cultivate because that version of myself deserves to be a part of the life that I'm building. Yeah, one more thing that I'll say that is not exactly like perfectly in line with this uh, train of thought, but is that um, something I shared with the ladies actually this morning that I feel is uh, something that I'm working on untangling for myself is like, what is my limiting belief? And a part of it has been like, if you don't fit perfectly in this box, you are not worthy or you will not be successful or whatever the thing is. And By being a multifaceted person, I have a degree in dance. I have a degree in chemistry. Those are very confusing things to put next to each other. That's sort of non-traditional. It's actually not as uncommon as you would think, everybody. But I've always sort of fought that, right? Like I could fit into the box and be traditionally successful. Or I could be a little bit more true to myself and explore all facets of what I'm good at and what I am excited about and what I care about. And that's like non-traditionally successful and scary. And one of the women asked today, like, do you ever just think I'm going to go get a job I'm just going to go get a real job and just have something that's more reliable and that's more traditional and yeah like what do you do with that and she said someone came to me and said there's this director position that you would be great for and she's like oh what do I do with that like that's an awesome opportunity but I also feel so close to like a breakthrough in my business and I said something that I've always repressed in myself is this multifaceted, multi-talented talented three-dimensionality, we all have that gift. And that is fucking awesome. As a result of having that gift, many doors will open. There will be a lot Mm -hmm. of opportunities. The same goes for like this CEO, visionary, creative mindset, which you and I talk about all the time. You're like, I have so many great ideas. That's a blessing. That's a gift. And you have to practice the muscle of discerning which doors to open and walk through and you can't walk through all of them. Right. And you have to have the discipline to close some of those doors. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to, there are no rules. Like Mm -hmm. there's 10 doors open. You cannot walk through them. It's not like, it's not wrong to step through one of the doors. You didn't miss something over there. And if you did oh well, the door you walk through is the door you step through. Like, so it's just, it's all, it's all kind of tangled at this very moment. But yeah, I walked away from a business conference with so much personal growth and development and inspiration that I had no idea I was in for. And like, that's awesome.
1: That's awesome. I'm proud of you. And that's all. Bye, Thanks. everybody. <laughs> Sam and I want to thank you so much for listening to Something More Human. If you're enjoying the podcast and want to support us, there are plenty of no cost, minimal effort ways you can do so.
0: For starters, you can subscribe to the show on your favorite listening platform. You can leave us a five star review, drop us a comment with a topic you'd like to hear us discuss in an upcoming episode. And you can also keep up with us on Instagram and TikTok. Give us a follow there at Something More Human. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you.